The Drive Home with Kenton Dick on Mix 96. Joining me from the community of Sandy Lambs, I've got Ronnie Bouguera on the line. Now, Ronnie, with the forest fire raging nearby, first off, tell me, where do you live exactly, and what are you seeing over the last couple of days? Uh, I'm living, uh, my wife and I and my daughter, we both have uh, homes on the east side of Sandyland, and we've been trying to get our garden done, and my daughter went to Woodridge to pick up some manure. She came home, and we looked out the window, and lo and behold, we had all this smoke up in the air. So uh, my son-in-law and my daughter, they rushed over there to see what was happening. And evidently on the north side of the market road from Sandylands to Woodridge, uh, someone had carelessly started a fire. And that fire grew in a matter of, I would say, one hour. It grew to where the sky was completely filled. Uh, we have been keeping tabs on it. There's been five water bombers. They've got three bulldozers with a crew of two on the, on them. Uh, they're bringing in some people from up north to fight the fire. They say it's well over 900 hectares, and uh, they really don't have control on it because it backed up on them once. Uh, we've got all we've got here basically are um, volunteer firefighters, and they've been battling. Uh, in the evenings, it dies down, but they're not battling in the evenings because there's not enough men in there. I think those boys are pretty tired, and then those girls are pretty tired by now. Yeah, I would imagine. I certainly would imagine they're tired by now. It's been a long weekend. Well, everything, uh, like, we didn't get much information from anyone, but we've got a place called Sandy Lance Online, townspeople only, and that was circulated to let people know that they should be. There was one point we had the firefighters right on the east edge of town, and it looked like we were going to have to uh, evacuate. So basically right now, since Saturday afternoon, my wife and I uh, have got everything packed on our RV. I've got my four-wheeler on the back of my truck. We've taken all our personal stuff and put it into the RV, and we're just waiting to see what happens. You're just kind of waiting on some of that stuff now. Yeah, well, actually, if I, if I can take you back about four years ago, when I, I moved here five years ago, but four years ago, I approached uh, the then uh, MLA, Dennis Smook, and I approached uh, the minister, Chell Squires, to allow us to uh, get some of that dry standing wood uh, around the towns like uh, Sandylands, uh, Woodridge, and Carrick. And we even formed an association hoping that we could get some leverage with the association to let them let us pick some of that stuff up. And we were turned down. And I'm looking at the pictures of the fire because I haven't gone over there. I don't want to get... That's the problem that we've been having. A lot of people are sightseeing. And those boys are working pretty hard there. They don't need the traffic, so I really haven't gone there. But I've looked at the pictures and some of the some of the people have picked up with their four-wheelers that have been there. And that is the area that we had uh, originally asked for them to let us clear that dry wood. And there is a supervisor in Steinbeck that I spent uh, a considerable time with, about a week, trying to get him to uh, agree and get the minister to agree to let us pull all that wood out of the bush. There's a lot of people here that are still burning with wood. And that dry standing wood, some of it was salvageable so that we could use it for burning purposes, but the government refused to let us do that. Now, we've, 
I've been talking to some people in town here, and what we are are hoping to get together is to let us uh, maybe clear a uh, like a, a a burn strip, like clear everything around, maybe a, a I don't know half a mile to a mile around town, so that when if there is a fire in the forest, uh, that we are you know the firefighters can come and they can put back fires and save the towns. Okay, so what was the reasoning behind not being allowed to pull out some of that dead wood? Do you give it a reason at any point? Uh, the reason that we were giving it was supposed to be better for the environment. That okay. was the reason that I was given, because I was, I was the head of the association at that time. We had a, a meeting in Woodridge, and we asked them, uh, like we got, what I did was I went around and I asked a lot of the old-timers here, because I've been, I'm 69 years old, and I've been cutting in a bush since I was 12. And it seemed like the people that are uh, in charge really don't seem to know, I guess, the bush. You know, uh, they're they're going by what experts are telling them. But uh, in reality, when you get down on the ground and you have to fight that fire and you have to pick it up, they uh, I don't think they're that much aware of what it involves until now because I was here... Uh, I guess it was about 15 years ago, 2009, when we had that big fire, and it stopped short of, of Woodridge. I evacuated once already when I was living here before, and that was the same thing. Then we were having problems with the, you know, the, the towns are very, um, they're very open to being burnt, you know. And I, I remember as a child in 1962 when Badger burned down. They couldn't stop it because they didn't really have the equipment at that time, uh, and the whole town went. Uh, so I'm, I'm sort of, after what I saw, the devastation when I was, you know, in 62, I'm going, you know, this is like history repeating itself, and I tried to impress on the government, I tried to impress on the politicians on behalf of the, the, the Bush, the wood harvesters, that all we wanted was just to be able to clean it up and keep our town safe. But it seems like our efforts fell on deaf ears. And now I'm watching out my window and the smoke is coming. The wind is east today. It would have been a north wind. It's not too bad. But it's east today and it's, it's coming. And there's smoke in the town of Sandylands. And if it changes to the north or to the west, it'll head towards Woodridge. And Woodridge is only two about a half kilometers away from the fire. And on the north side, when I told the Department of Natural Resources that we should get a hold of that wood that runs along, they've got a dike road there. Uh, I bet you there's 200 cords of wood sitting there, standing there, and that's all. It's tinder dry. And what's happening is with the clearing of the land, uh, you're losing a lot of moisture because the forest used to hold the moisture in. So now with the winds that we're getting you know, over the last couple of years and given the drought conditions we have, it seems like nobody's paying attention to these people that are living out in the, in the country, you know. So you'll be lobbying then in the next little while? Yeah, the, the, the people in, in Sandlands, I haven't talked to anybody in, Wood, in Woodridge, but uh, there was a couple of old-time loggers there as well that are, that are, you know, that they cut their own wood, and we're going to be getting together after this is all over. I did send an email to our MLA asking him for help. We asked him for help last time, and that didn't work, and it's the same MLA, so I I don't hold my breath that something will happen on, on that part, but 
there will be letters going out again to the new minister of, uh, that's in charge of it to see if we can maybe get that, that strip cut around the towns of Wooded, Sandylands, and Carrick. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank you for telling your uh, side of the story there. Okay. Bye-bye.